passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, Cave, just t- touch the um, tap the gimmick if we're recording. Or did he tap? He, he tapped. He tapped the minute you piled your fat ass onto the microphone, and I, I couldn't hear the tap versus your fat ass piling into the microphone. Why did they keep saying fat ass over and over again? Of course I have to did. sit down. You were shoving your face with fucking crackers. I mean, shit. I mean, coughing shit. up. I mean, coughing up a storm before we start. I thought you were gonna fucking die. Glad you're here. Glad you made it, Spongeo. Welcome. I was you got some water. Like- like you just piled right into the microphone, like you just Did fucking I? flopped in. Well, guess what? I you might flopped ed- in, cause I might edit that sound out to make no, it look bad. I would just leave it in. <laughs> you don't know you what I'm gonna do. Inner. You know, I think. Why can't I plop down? I'm comfortable. You can do whatever you want, buddy. You got 50 percent real estate around here. I want to give you more. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you want to give me more? Like on, on this podcast or just around here? No. On this podcast. Oh, okay. I don't need any more real estate. I'm good. I mean, like, it's, what is this, Clem and Cush? Yeah. It's a Cush and Clem. No, Clem and Cush. Okay. But I like I like maybe for you to do a little bit more. Like, for you to, like, you know, you'd be kind of more of a host. Like, I, I can sit over here and skate a little bit like you do during the regular. Yeah, show. yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what the people want. Like, you go, like, you be the quarterback. Let me be Roger Craig. Well, you know, not, I don't want to be a quarterback. That's why I retired from doing the shower show on Mondays because I like doing. Oh, I like, you like being bounce off Willie? That's of course, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be a host, or I'd be back there hosting right. a show right now. All right, it's it's the Clement Cush show. Is who in radio admits that? Hey, I don't want to be a host. I'm okay playing this position. Like, not everybody every- in radio should not want to be anything because radio's fucked. Well, exactly, but not everybody's a fucking quarterback. Okay, I don't. Maybe I can. Maybe I'm quarterback. Maybe I can be quarterback like maybe every slot, now and maybe again. Maybe slot. A slot receiver? Maybe my slot guy. When I got to get three yards, bitch, I throw it over to the slot. He'll pick. He's a gr- he's a grinder. Uh, that's okay. Those guys. All right. That's fine. I'll take it. All right. At least I'm in the big show. Yeah. So it's uh it's uh Clem and Cush, ladies and gentlemen. This is f- officially episode number two. I don't know if Seth has a bunch of before we you're hearing this. No, I go right in. I mean, we'll get something, but right now it's just raw. Just you and I talking. You know, I've heard from some people at the. It's Clem and Cush with Todd Clem as your host and Seth Kushner as your co host. Yeah, we own Cush and Clem and Cush. We've taken yeah. over the radio world. They've pushed us out, and now we're in the podcast world. Yeah. Welcome. We're a. Radio aborted us, but we somehow scratched out of the waste container and became a human being, and now. <laughs> And now we're better than ever. We're putting the pieces back together. Radio aborted us, but we didn't die. We just morphed into another deal, him and I. I wow. To put what podcast have a podcasting is is would it be safe to say or disrespectful to say that podcasting is a radio's abortion that lived and became stronger? 
Wow. And, and, and like Frankenstein. Like, didn't Frankenstein come back and kill his the guy who invented him? You know, I never saw it. Never saw Frankenstein. Is that uh, is that I think a Franken, I think a Frank. I think Frankenstein was like they this one real nerd dude built like this fucking big monster, and the monster was real cool. And but then turned on the doctor and killed him. Yeah, you know if somebody made a Frankenstein these days, they would create a monster that they fucked. You know, it'd be a, a do it all monster. Yeah, like a monster that wrecks havoc, wreaks havoc, or wrecks or whatever, and then you fuck it, and then so it's all two for one deal. And be like this too, like. Heterosexual men that want to fuck girls, I would build me a girl monster. Sure, because I'm attracted to girl monsters, and she'd be a fucking monster. But I, she'd also be like, "Hey, let's fuck. You're fucking me. I'm your master. Let's fuck." Wow. And then there just gets to a point where she fucking kill tries to kill you because you just got her beaten down so much she can't take it. She goes to a Me Too movement or some bullshit, and then she fucking tries to kill you. And while you're fucking her. She almost kills you, but you just make it out alive. I'm gonna. I'm passing on on fucking my monster right now. Uh, after hearing your story, I'm just gonna go ahead and have a monster that just devastates uh, things and people. I don't really want to. So get, a non-sexual monster. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into the relationship. You're the I, one. You're the one that brought up. What if you had a monster that you could fuck? I elaborate on that idea. No, no. Now you're out of the deal. No, no. I'm saying that's what people would do. That if people created monsters these days, like the Frankenstein fucko from back in the day, you'd create a monster that could do it all, including fucking. And then you started going down. You're gonna have one. It's gonna be a Me Too movement. You're in a full-blown relationship, Willie. She's not letting you go to the wing house anymore because she doesn't want you to get the fucking 2021 calendar. Like, I don't... Because she I, knows that, you know, you're pretty smooth because you built her and she knows you're pretty fucking smooth. She knows that you can maybe talk one of those wing house monster bitches into, you know, being a fucking little bitch. Yeah, right? or you're getting, you know, you're getting a fucking bang energy girl or something. Like, I don't need, right. I don't need that in my life. I want to be a free animal. So, I would be uh, constructing a buddy who, you know, not... Look at this. This is when, you know, this is when they fucking turned on... This is when they turned on Frankenstein. Watch. So they built this fucking monster... On the on the gurney. This doesn't this doesn't hold up. Hold on, let me just see. I'm just trying to see if I can get one. Where the fucking mon? Hold on, I know oh, they go. It's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, blah, 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 I'm sorry. Blah. I'm sorry, Seth. I'm sorry. Seen it all. I'm sorry. I thought it would be funnier than that. I'm sorry. Let's give I'm the sorry for. T- I'm sorry. Let's give the people the stuff they're here for. The shit they can't get anywhere I thought, else. I thought, I thought the minute they heard us talking about if we could build monsters that we fucked, that they would be riveted by now. They might be. We'll find out. We'll find out after we post it. That's maybe that's what people want to hear about. Maybe that's what we, we pivot into. Maybe it's a niche we that the podcast world hasn't explored yet. Fuckable monsters, or just the ability to be even able to bring said topic up. Like I mean, you know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's what I saw, like, there's 100 million podcasts around in the world now, and I guarantee you there's not a one of them that says, hey, let's build a monster that we can fuck. I would say probably the majority of them are talking about that, but not as well as we do, Spongeo, and that's what sets us apart. That brings me to, like, what do you like? Like, I know what I like. Oh, God. What? We're not, we're not going to be honest with people and tell them the kind of porn that, that, that's, that we like? We're going to sit here and just be plastic? Fake, if you will. What do you mean? What do I like? I like to have sex. No, no, no. When you look at porn, oh, like I, right? Yeah. I like amateur, like amateur, like wife, girl, like amateurs. Like <clears throat> I like that. Like it's real amateur. Like, like you're fucking your wife, or like you're fucking your girl, like college girlfriend or something, doggy. Yeah. 
like amateur homemade, like it's not part of a big production or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel what you're saying, you little rascal. And and I and like I've gotten so good at looking at it that I can tell, like, okay, like the hottest is just like one camera, like on the corner. But then if you see multi-camera shoots, and then you know it's fucking, you know, some studio shit. Right, right. Fuck that, right? What do you like? Like, you know, I, I got I got a feeling there's a lot of guys who be like, oh fuck, Bob, I like that too. But I can't really tell nobody what I like. I don't know that you can tell your buddy. What you, what kind of sex you like, or what you, I don't like, have what the, you jerk off to? I don't have. Well, you know, I don't have those kind of friends. Luckily, do, do you feel? Uh, do you feel that you could be honest with people on what you jerk off to? <laughs> because there's probably some stuff I've jerked off to that I, is even as free spirited as I want to people. I, you wouldn't probably want. I jerked off to this one time. Um, oh, like, you, I think we all have jerk off remorse. Well, I'm not. T- well, I'm not getting. That's not what we're getting into. I'm going to get into the majority. You know, I'll get into the majority of what I watch before we get into you know what I'm ashamed of. Okay. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start out with just like what would be sociably cool with us watching. Because I will say that. Oh, uh, you know, we might as well. With the thing that I'm ashamed of, it was a it was a guy guy female threesome, and I was watching it, and all of a sudden the two dudes started kissing, and I just was like, it fucked up my day, man. I just didn't. I didn't. I misread the title. It said, "Bye, guys." You know. Go go to town on a woman, and I clearly. Oh, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a charade that you're. I think it's a smoke signal you're signal sending up. What's and what's who am I sending it up to? Like I'm just saying, like you've gotten into some far crazier stuff. No, than no, that. no, 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 no. That's that was a complete accident, and I felt very bad. I'm not into. Oh, that it. happens all the time. Like I'll be watching something next thing you know, it's a guy, guy, girl deal, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how they that guy's like, woo. No, no, no. I'm very careful. Next thing you know, I've watched it for six minutes. Here's what I do, Sponge. I am more into the, the women, so I will follow certain women, and then what I, I'll go see what what they have out. So it's really whatever they're getting into. So I have a few favorite chicks like uh, Lena Paul, Kelsey Monroe. There, oh. you know, there's a see. Few... I don't have favorite girls. I have favorite scenarios. It doesn't matter what woman does it. Yes, I have. There's girls that I like. So then whatever they're into, I kind of will check out. There's a girl, Dylan Vox. Uh, you know, Mia Khalifa from back in the day. See, so. I don't like any of the pro bitches. I like, you know, a uh, housewife from, you know, Naperville. Well, the thing is, pro, the pro, I mean, well, there's really not a, such a thing as pro bitches anymore because everybody's doing stuff for OnlyFans. So, I mean, you could have a lot of real porno I've stars. I've not been to OnlyFans yet. I haven't either, but you see, like, uh, they, you know, people put out previews all the time. It's now, just like, go oh, for more, click here. So OnlyFans, you know, like like Mrs. McGillicuddy next door can have an, an OnlyFans, right? Yeah, and you're just selling all your you're selling all your clips in. I think I think it used, I think it's probably like clips for sale. I think it's you know Gus. I think you you people pay for closer you know, access the guy to that, you. The guy that owned clips for sale was my next door neighbor at my mansion. Um, I did Neil, not. Neil, fuck yeah, he actually owned the four vacant lots beside my house. And anytime I'd be fortunate enough to be able to have a helicopter come pick me up. Then I have to call Neil and say, "Hey, I got a helicopter picking me up on your on your spare lot." That's what you do if you have for helicopter etiquette. Oh wow! Okay, you call the people up that own the lot. Yeah, I didn't know that. Get a power line or something. Okay. One time he said, "No, no, I don't want you landing. I don't want you landing there." I can understand that. I wouldn't be just loaning out my helicopter pad, making it a slut to everybody. This, I'm sorry, my land, my land can't be used as your helicopter landing slut. Yeah. You ever been on a helicopter? Uh, no, no, you never have. No, I haven't. No. Would you wanna? No, I haven't. Would, li- would you be like? I know a guy named Austin Hunt. He's fucking the coolest kid ever. His dad was rest in peace, Bill Hunt, and he inherited all. His father just died recently ago, and he has like 
seven or eight helicopters, and he's super good at driving them. Right. Or flying them. Yeah, yeah. I could literally call up Austin and say, Austin, come over and pick up me and Seth over here, and we'll take him for a badass, you know, helicopter ride. Would you do it with me, or are you going to Yeah, put- no, I'd go, but I'm the, you know, yeah, yeah, I'd go. Sure. For real. Yeah. For real. Fuck yeah, set it up, bitch. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to it, buddy. Hey, you know what? I really enjoyed our um, our Bubba and Seth go to Starbucks deal. I thought that was pretty, oh yeah, I thought that was pretty. Cool. It was a special moment, and it, you know, big shout out to the thousands of people that have watched it. What's wrong with you guys? What do you mean? Be like what's that? They're they're cool. They know that they're on the they're on the cutting edge of cool shit. No, I know. It's just on. it's crazy to see thousands of people watching us to get coffee. It's just insane. Do you think that? Uh, now, if you were, if we were just to be deadly honest, we were going to talk about Cox a little bit today, and and let, let's get into that. But do you think that the the people at Cox, like, you know, they clown us, but right. do you think deep down, like, they're like, holy shit, you know, I know we're supposed to corporately clown these fucks, and these two fucks, like, uh, they got their own shit, they're doing good on Twitch, uh, they seem to be self sufficient digitally. No. Uh, I mean, no, maybe, nobody. Maybe, maybe these guys are a little bit ahead of the fucking deal. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, what do you think? They're like, oh, that's uh, they're on video games. Or fucking Bubba is so desperate that uh, that he pays Seth uh, in, uh, you know, whatever. Well, I don't think I don't know if I get looped in with you. Like, I think that we're probably viewed separately. Oh, um, I don't. But I don't know how. Can you I, break down the difference? Well, I just I don't know how you're viewed anymore. I'm not there. I told you when I worked there that it, it, all that was talked about was you. Uh, all John Brennan talked about in meetings were was about you. Um, all Drew Garabo talked about uh, in the office was you. He would go. You had him blocked on Twitter, so he would go to a different Twitter to try to see what you were tweeting. He would go to your Facebook. It would be you know if you were talked about that day. Uh, or if you talked about him that day, it would be about that. You know, it was just it was nonstop. I know there's some people at Cox that are happy for me, but I, I don't know. I don't know how they feel, uh, you know, about you or where you're at right now or us together. They hate me. Well, sure. But can't you see, and I'm not asking you to be stoked, Stockholmed or tell me anything, but can't you see that they were wrong about me? Like they got me so wrong. They think that I give a fuck about them and that I'm over here asking questions they're like, oh, the reason he fi- uh, hired Rob is so that he could quiz him. Uh, I don't ask shit about anything. Over right. There. I mean, right? Uh, we uh, no. I've I've talked about it more than you have. Yeah. You don't like, care. I don't give a fuck. But they're like, oh yeah, bye bye. I don't give a fuck about you guys. I mean, we root for their demise, but that's about it. I mean, that's like about as far as it can go. And so we touched on it. At the, I think the first conversation you and I had when you DM'd me when I after I quit. Um, you and I talked uh, about back and forth about like kind of how we felt about each other. You told me what you thought about Drew's show. Like I agreed. Um, you know, you said what you thought about Calta's show and his cast and who you thought was talented, and I agreed. So, I mean, that was kind of the extent of our conversation. I think about Cox at that point. So, so with regards to with with regards to your stuff over there, where do we start with this? And this is a big time podcast here. I mean, I don't know. Why you feel like you're whispering now? You're really building it up. Yeah, well, I am. I'm, I'm quite valved off. I think a lot of people are. What do you especially, I mean, especially however you you title this? Well, what do you want to know? Monster fucking with a Cox kicker. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I worked. I worked at Cox for 18 years, and I quit in September well, most, uh, 2019. What do you think most people like? The, a couple of the common questions that people ask you. I think maybe sometimes I'm too close to the radio world, so some of my questions might be. 
Well, people to ask inside, me inside baseball. My my the questions I get, uh, questions I get the most, or I got the most, were why did I leave the bone and Drew to come work with you? And that is just that wasn't that's not what happened. I qu- no. I quit because I didn't want to work at Cox anymore. I didn't have anything set up. In fact, up. I had never had a conversation with Seth until after he was no longer a Cox employee. Right. Like, I. I didn't know he was going to quit. He didn't quit for me. No, I, that wasn't like the plan. I didn't, that would have been the dumbest thing ever. Right. I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't, that part wasn't it at all. So it's hard to explain that I quit because I was done with that. I didn't have any desire to get back into radio. I had nothing lined up. I pulled some money out of my 401k that I was going to live off of. That was kind of the plan. So, you know, as that happened, this popped up, uh, the lightning thing popped up, a couple of other, you know, opportunities popped up. And well, one of the things is you, you know, you quickly liked when, when podcasting, I wouldn't say first got on the scene, but very, very early in the in the podcasting world, you took a li- uh, I hate to say it, t- you took a liking to it, but you liked it. You were intrigued by it. You, it's something you wanted to do. And they were never cool about you doing that. Well, they. They were. I did a podcast with Drew, uh, and we, uh, we probably started it a few years ago, and it wasn't anything we did with any regularity, but we took it to Cox and said, hey, listen, um, here we have this podcast, and we're getting this many downloads, and here, we'll split it with the sales department if you guys want to sell it, and the sales manager brought it back and goes, I, I can't sell this. I, I can't, I can't, I don't know how my employees are going to make any money on this. So I, I always held that with me that a sales manager couldn't kind of get with the times digitally. You know, they still wanted to go do fucking car remotes and, uh, you know, fucking punch outs like it's 1992 and not get with the times of where, you know, the media was evolving. So Or where audiences are going. Right. So know. so once I kind of heard that, I was like, we have this, we're, we're like cutting you a deal. Then, uh, you know, we were on our own and we were able to kind of make some money by, by doing the podcast on the side, but I don't listen to a bunch of podcasts, but I, I love producing them. I always wanted to, the reason I left the bone was because I wanted to work on a bunch of different shows. I wanted to do a lot of different things, you know? I thought You wanted that, to be a slut. I thought I, I should Didn't be, you? Yeah, I thought I should be producing every single show at the bone. I didn't think a producer necessarily needed to sit in a fucking studio, and I thought that there, I thought I should have been the guy that was talking content and strategy with you every- You should have been a program director. Right, with every, I want, I want, you know, I was kept wanting more. I kept, I kept sitting down with John Brennan's like, how do I do more? And I started working with, he's like, go work with Anna, you know, and help her get better. And then I'd work with, you know, Ben Swig and help him get better. And and then I'm going to talk to him and saying, hey, are you telling my boss? Are you telling Keith Lawless? And he's like, oh, no, I, you know, I haven't said anything. And then when they made. Oh, you mean, so like you go out and help these other personalities and then you're like, hey, are you telling such and such that I'm trying to help you out a little bit? Yeah. Like, oh, no, but we're not. Because it's like, hey, how you're do like, you. Why am I helping you? Right. So it's like, how do I work my way up here? I've been here 18 years. You know, my skill set. Now I'm trying to show you that I can help with talent, which I feel like. You know, John Brady didn't know that the talent's mocking him as soon as they leave his office. I'm I'm trying to talk to people like I'm on a show. People can possibly relate to me and not laugh at John Brennan and go, you were on Calta's show. You've never done anything else in your career. What the fuck do you know? You know, I felt like I had I felt like I was a player. You well, know, that's one of the I mean, you may not know this, but one of the things that in my opinion, in my opinion, and you can tell because you were there, you can tell me if this is if I'm right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, then say so. But I think one of the problems that. John Brennan had with me was that he couldn't bullshit me. I'm a, I'm at that point a very seasoned veteran, a leg a legacy in the market, and I got some freshman never have worked kid. I mean, I've worked for the greatness of you know Scott Shannon and Mark Chase and B.J. Harris and you know 
Tim Sabian. I've worked for, you know, just absolute huge industry names. And you're going to tell – I thought he was intimidated by me very much so, and that that led to a little bit of my demise. I mean, am I right on that? Well, I, look, I, I have no idea what led to your to demise. There was probably a lot of things. You were there for eight years. I mean, there, you know, a lot of things build up. But, I mean, was he in a position to handle a guy like you, a guy like Mike Calta, you know, drew a bunch of personalities? I, I, no, absolutely not. Did you hear what happened the first time I met him? Didn't you kick him out or something? Yeah, he came over as the new PD, and it was all it was all me and my guys, and, and Shannon. And, no, it wasn't Shannon because Shannon. You know, no, it might have been Shannon before they stole Shannon. Did they? Did you know they stole Shannon from where? From me. What? Wait, he you what? Ne- you never heard that story? No, I don't I'll, know. I'll, Bubba, I'll tell you listen, I was I uh, the interest in radio wars and everything that was going on. I didn't. Oh, give you're a, gonna. You're, you should on, not be surprised fr- that I didn't get a fuck. You're gonna flip out on this okay. one when I tell you. So anyway, John Britton comes over here in this very same studio, and at this point, Calta. It, just, there's two sets of rules. They, I can see the writing on the wall that they're phasing me out, which they were. And I could I mean, we weren't invited to the Christmas party. Um, I, could, I could tell the building had turned on me. And so they make this new, uh, they make this new announcement that uh, the program director that hired me, uh, Michael Sharkey, was leaving to go find God or the Appalachians or something like that. Yeah. Love the guy. And uh, they're bringing they're bringing in Mike Calta's uh, intern or whoever the hell producer yeah, whatever to <clears throat> to be the PD. So this guy comes over here and sits down. And I go, hey John, you know, congratulations. And uh, I just want to start off the meeting by saying this: uh, Are you going to start enforcing the rules uh, fairly? I know you just most recently came for the Mike Calta show, but are you going to? We have this no speak about policy and this all these certain things that he seems that he can do and I can't. So are you going to promote our show? At that time, they were promoting Calta's show unbelievably, not giving us any promos, just kind of being a dick to us. Right. I said, are you going to treat us? Are we going to be treated fairly and the same? He said, I cannot. I can't promise that. And I said, quote, then stand up and get the fuck out of my studios. How could I mean? Did did you did you and, have anybody? And he stood, I said, "Get the fuck out of here." How to go? I mean, how many years did you work there after that? That's crazy. Uh, five months. Oh, five months. Okay. <laughs> did you have it? Did you have anybody advising you on if you that should be your first question when he comes over? No, I, no, no. I you didn't probably care. would have been told not to say that. Yeah. But I knew I, at that point, uh, Tony it's... Tony Burton had already cut the name change, new contract. I knew what I knew what they were doing. Well, I knew I knew what they were doing. Then they go to you don't even know this. This is uh, this is like um, March, April of 2014, and um, Shannon's doing mornings with me, and also doing afternoon drive, and we have a little scrape up on the air one day, and I'm, and I told him I said, hey Shannon, just take a couple days off. Just it's not a big deal. So I talked to him privately on on Friday. This happened like on Tuesday, so I talked to him on like Thursday. I'm like, "Hey, just take just take Friday off, and we'll come back Monday, and it's not a big deal, you know. We'll baby face on the deal, try to get through it." Cox called him on the intern in the on the interim, and spoke with him over the weekend about if he quit my show, they would give him his own midday show. And he and they told him at that time, this is like June of 2013, of uh, 14. They told him we're getting rid of Bubba in uh, Labor Day weekend anyway. We're gonna fire the Bubba show. So if you don't take our offer, then we, uh, you're not gonna, 
you're not going to be on the show because there's not going to be a show from us. So do midday. Leave. Leave the show and do middays. And it'll just look like you left the show. So he called me back and said, hey, I don't want to. I just I just don't think it's working out, man. <laughs> and I'm like, Shannon, what do you mean? He's like, I'm just going to take some time off, man. So he took two weeks off. And the next thing you know, he's the new, he's the new midday guy at the bone and won't return my phone call. Is that how it started? I thought the bo- – I thought oh, – okay, all right. I was trying to think of the initial bone launch, but that was with Billy Madison, but this was way after. No, this was two years after. Okay, this was after. This is when they, they shifted right. the lineup. Okay. The launch was April 23rd, 2012, right. my birthday. And they had came they had they had went they had came to me uh, a month before and wanted to redo my deal and make sure I was on board for five years because they were gonna they were they wanted to build this talk franchise around me and they didn't want me you know to deflect or defect I should say defect uh, and, and so they made me sign up for five years then the day they started the format Spice Boy quit my show so that he could go do his own show. Uh, at night, and that was the day that uh, the Dirty.com released the screenshot of the Hogan Heather sex. Oh, wow. Okay. The day he quit my show and started the bone the next day, the screenshot of him of Heather and Hogan were, was on the Dirty.com. And how long did he do nights for? Until during depositions, it was discovered that he's the one that stole the tape <laughs> August of 2013. They got rid of him because during the Hogan deposition stuff. They, there they, was all... they found out that, that Spice Boy is the one that, that you know, distributed the tape. And so my my agent called up Keith Lawless and was like, hey, I mean, uh, it starts with Spice Boy. We think it goes a couple other layers, but that's where this came from. So, yeah, that's, that was the beginning well, of I also, it. Then I he, also... And then he gave it to Calta, and then it was circulating around the Cox building. But I also, there was no plan for did, when they— Did you see it over there? The what? The sex tape. I only saw what was on Gawker. Oh, I'm saying you didn't see the, the one that was circulating around amongst the boys. No, Mike Oliveira. I'm not one of those. Mike no, Calta. I'm not. If I was one of those guys, I'd still be there. Lawless. No, I was on. I was on the outskirts of the of the the, of the, of the inner cool club. Yeah, 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 that was the that was the true core. I think what I was saying about John Brennan was I I wanted to do so much and I was like trying to do all this stuff for free and then when I realized John Brennan wasn't even telling the boss. And then they made John Brennan the boss of another radio station, 107 through the Eagle. I was like, this motherfucker's a climber. He's here to look out for himself. What am like I need to put myself in a position where I'm looking out for myself. Because I go, that is, that isn't here. I go, no one's looking out for me here. I'm on my own. I go, I don't want to be on my own in a corporation because I'm just gonna be stuck. So I'd rather be on my own and just rely on myself. So that was one of the reasons that I ended up leaving. Are you okay? Did yeah, that yeah. work? What happened? No, a well you deserved. Tap out? Yeah. No, it was a very well uh, deserved little break I was taking there. Just kind of recouping, getting my shit together. Okay. Enthralled into your deal. Are we? Are, is this world? Is this a pause in the recording? Oh no, hell! No. Oh, yeah, I, I a a contently a brilliant contenting uh, content post. Remember, like when Paul Harvey would like make you would like make you wait for the payoff. No. Seventy-seven-year-old woman spits out you know something out of her butthole. No, I'm not Paul, a Paul, Paul Harvey. Wasn't really we'll a, give you the rest of the story coming up next. No, I'm a, just a, he was just a smidge younger. I'm a smidge younger. Oh, did I just um? Yeah, it's okay. Make though. myself look stupid. Yeah, it's okay. Like I'm a Jim Rome guy. We'll listen to Phil Henry, you know, but not really like. Uh, hey, both of those guys know me, and they both talked about me. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that like um, Anna and the other employees uh, understand my sarcasm? Like, 
Anna was like lingering in the studio before we started this, and I and like she, I don't know what she was doing, but she just wouldn't leave. And do you, I was, what, do you feel like she wanted to talk to you? No, uh, no. I just felt like she was over there maybe preparing for her stupid show and wouldn't get out of my studio. And you know that I'm very much like I like people just to leave. Right. I don't want you lingering around in here. I'm trying to get in the right, like I'm trying to get right in the right mind frame to do the, you know, the the Clem Kush. And she's in here. So then I said, hey, Anna, why don't you scram? Do you think that they take that the wrong? I'm trying to be kind of a smart ass about it. Do you think it comes across bad? Well, I don't know how every, you know, I don't know how everybody takes it. I know Anna, and I feel like Anna, Anna knows that she's awkward, so she might feel like she was, she's probably like, oh, God, I was lingering or I was doing something. Oh, cool. I don't think she thinks that you're being a dick. She probably just was like, oh, God, what was I doing? You know, and she she was, was, I'll tell you what she was doing, lingering too. Yeah. Like, the hell so, out of here. Yeah. So, like, but do they understand, like, when I go, hey, scram. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, a mean guy. I'm trying to be more of a smart-ass kind of guy. Um, who, the, who, the listeners or the employees? The employees. I, I, I think, about the listeners. yeah, I think, I, I, I think uh, Anna's okay with it. She's, oh, okay. yeah, I think she's okay with, with everything that's happening. This is what she wants to do, so. Yeah, I mean, she just talks, 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 yeah. talks. This is what she wants to do. I mean, I don't. I mean, where else? Who who would give her the opportunity? You got her on a show five days a week, a morning show, and you got her on, you know, letting her host her own show three days a week. So, and she really bamboozled me. I mean, yeah. Then I know. I know you probably, you know, give her some show up money for the one ninety nines and all that stuff. Yeah, so. she brings her girl. Her little, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's up to it's up to. She's kind of got it dialed in, does she not? She's got this little roommate that everybody wants to blast. Well, I don't know if that's her having it dialed in that people want to fuck her roommate. I don't. I don't really know if that if that really shows anything I think she about gets, her. I think she, I think, she, I think Anna gets off on it. Oh. I think Anna gets off on the fact that she can parade her, parade this one thing around that everybody wants to fuck, and she doesn't have to worry worry about it. But she gets to kind of cash in on on the coolness at the expense of everybody wanting to fuck her roommate. Yeah, I you know, Bubba, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I haven't had that much conversation with her about it. I don't I don't want to no disrespect. I'm not trying to fuck her or her roommate. Me either. So um you, no, know, you know I know you'd probably don't even believe that, but I really am not interested. Yeah, no, I'm 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 I mean, sure. maybe her roommate, maybe. Yeah. But I just I think that maybe she just would get a little too clingy. Notice how we don't even have her as part of the uh, fucking Cox deal. You know, she got fired too, but we got our own thing. Yeah, she's got her own way to represent herself. This yeah. is me and you, buddy. Yeah, she told her story. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> this is about me and you. Like, you know, who gives a fuck yeah, about so wait, so fuck so talking, you and I. You and so, our boys. So fuck her anyways. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, we're done talking about her. Yeah, I mean, she's lucky that we are even as cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would have never hired her until you yapped your fucking mouth one time at the Clem gym. Oh, Spongeo, I'm just telling you, she'd be the best hire ever. She'd work hard, Spongeo. I'll put my neck out on her, Spongeo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so right. I'm so right yeah. too right now. Yeah. He even said, "I put I'll stick my neck out for her, Spongeo." Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is on you, bitch. <laughs> What's on you? Some people seem to like her. Well, she's doing good, I guess. Yeah, she's doing good. But this little, you know what, though? She, you know, we don't have to ever, rem- like, she won't go what, listen to our podcast, God forbid. If she if she was a cool fucking cool bitch, she would actually hear about this, have researched this little, ta- you know, this little t- cross talk about her. Yeah. And have it broke right on down. But meanwhile, she, she won't even, she'll not even hear about us. Oh, no, about I don't think one person here listened to the podcast. I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. I didn't Back hear anything podcast, about it. We should just talk shit about everybody at work because nobody at work listens to well, it. Well, that's fine. It still gets enough. It's our number one. Out of in my podcasting world, the Clem Cush deal is the biggest fucking thing we got right now. Right. St- 
statistically. But I don't. I don't. But, th- not, but our our employees have no idea about it, and that's it, and that's okay. I just think it's important to to know where things are heading. So maybe, I mean, in this maybe, in this world, maybe every uh, every one of our Clem Cush podcasts. We say like a certain, like very, very. No, people, they'll tip her off. They'll start oh. tipping people off. Yeah. You know how that works. We say something and then they get tweeted and it's over like that. There's no secrets anymore. Ridiculous. Sorry. Bunch of snitches. Mm-hmm. Bunch, bunch of fucking snitches. Yeah. Dry snitch. Back in the day, you could really talk shit about an employee and get away with it. Now they got a little HR pussies. We don't got HR here. Fuck it. I never. I had the chance to go to HR two times. You did. Yeah, on a couple of employees. Who did, who HR you? I thought you liked when guys rub their acorns on you. Drew tried to get me to go to HR one time on oh, my Calta. For real? Yeah, because he called. He called. I was on the air. Calta had me on the air one Man, morning. Man, Drew's really got Calta's back. If he's saying, "Hey, Seth, <laughs> fucking call, buddy, call." Yeah. Um, Call. He had he had me on the air, and I was not talking to my mom at the time. You know, I have a very a volatile volatile relationship with my mom, and volatile but yet loving. Say it. Yeah, volatile but loving. And then all like all of a sudden, I was on with Calta, and next thing I know, like he's calling my mom, and she picks up, and I just I couldn't believe it. And it was I don't know what it was at the time, but I was in a um I was in, it was a bad situation with my mom, and like I couldn't believe it, and I hung up and. Um, people started reaching out and going like, that was fucked up and all this stuff. And then, yeah, Drew was saying that was fucked up. So, um, yeah, I, he was pressing me that I should go to HR. And when I talked to, uh, John Brennan about it, I eventually just talked to Mike Halton, just told him, you know, how I felt and he apologized and, you know, we kind of talked it out, but yeah, Drew wanted me to go to HR about it. Should have called your poor mom up. Well, I don't know what it would have been like, hey, he called my mom and we weren't talking and it was just like fucked up. It was just like it took me a couple of days. It was fucked up. He didn't know. Um, but, yeah, that was. And then there was something else, too. There was another thing about going to HR. Uh, I thanks, can't remember thanks, now. Thanks, thanks. Well, yeah. <laughs> you running out of steam, Spongeo? Nobody. Okay. Just a very, very, very uh, patient but yet for uh, thought out uh Programming pause. Okay, I all I, I mean I don't know I don't know what you want to hear I don't know if you want me to tell, talk about myself or what I don't, well, know. I don't know I think we can I think we did a pretty good job for this particular episode uh, Do we want to keep it going Oh did we I didn't I don't even, I didn't feel like I said anything about I did, my story about quitting or the day that I quit or getting getting oh, into a fight in, with Drew we didn't or get into, in, in, into all that all shit that. We Yeah, a bit about fucking monsters Yeah, and on his fucking weirdness and we didn't even get into the uh, the day I quit. By the way, I started helping Anna. Like I would, I met with her, and we'd go over some stuff, and I would, just simple stuff. I'd tell her to, you know, give out the phone numbers to try to start getting, you know, because she was on the air at midnight, and I'd say, hey, maybe you should go on Twitter earlier in the day and and tweet out your topics and see if anybody responds. Maybe you can, you Is know, that horrible, huh? Well, no, I was just I was just trying to like basic shit, and I was like, uh, you know, I don't think she listened to anything I said. And um, Tomas was really cool. One day, Tomas was he just sent me a uh, a DM or something. He's like, hey, thanks for looking out for Anna, and had her drop off some edibles for me. So Tomas appreciated it, but I think Anna was was tired of me um, trying to help well, her out. Well, that's kind of a that's actually kind of a pretty cool boyfriend. Where yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that guy's kind of on top of things if he. Uh, knows that his girlfriend is getting help, you know, from a guy that's an established, you know, guy veteran kind of deal. Right. And then he does you a solid with some edibles. By saying, 
That's kind of that's kind of straight fucking pimp. No, I mean I thought I thought it was really no cool. No wonder she's so boohoo about, <laughs> about losing him. Yeah, right? I thought he, I thought he I thought he was a nice guy. At least I mean, you know I would never think about like I'm with this girl and she's got somebody at work that's been helping her out and she seems like things are better. You call that dude up and say, "Hey man, I fucking get I would never think of that, would you?" Um, you know what I would do? I think some people have this mindset where it's like, oh, either this guy's trying to fuck my girl, or you go, this guy's married or probably gay, and I'm not worried whatsoever, and he's taking his time. I'm not getting paid whatsoever. I'm taking my own time to try to help somebody that you love better at something she loves. I would, yeah, that would be something that I think I would take notice of and appreciate. I would notice that, but I, I wouldn't expect everybody to. You think and- Phoebe's going to thank me? One of these days for make, trying to make you better and keep your fucking mentals on straight? Um, yeah, I told her about the talk that we had when the cameras weren't rolling after we got coffee and stuff. And oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she knows that you're looking out for me. Yeah, I hope she does. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you're very dear to my heart. No, I know. I know. And people don't like it. A lot of people don't like that you and I have become close. I'm just saying, like, people with the bone and shit, they don't want us both to do good. They don't want us to be happy. They don't. They want us yeah, both but to you know die what? I don't want, But I don't want them to be happy. I don't. I don't. I fuck them. I don't want them to be happy. Fuck them. I heard from people at the bone, man. That listen to the podcast and shit. Like I just. Isn't it amazing how we don't give a fuck about them, but they know our every move and get all tore up about it? I do. I do. Well, <laughs> like we don't. Here's like really, we don't give a fuck. It would be tough for me. I don't give a fuck. It'll be tough for me to say I don't care, and then like say some of the things I say. I like I care. I just want to establish I care because I worked there for 18 years and I'm mad at myself for staying there too long, but I'm not bitter. I just want to say that. I'm mad, but I'm not bitter. Is that possible? Yep, I agree. Okay. And, but here's the other thing is these guys are so fucking stupid and full of themselves that they actually think life after radio is there's nothing after is it. If they got their world pulled out from underneath them at a moment's notice, right. like in like it like like will happen. None of them have established anything that could that could pay their monthly bills by whatever means they live, you know, and that would be, you know, either building your own studio or leasing office space and having a payroll and putting together a show and having, you know, 10 to $20,000 of expenses to put on a show that you have established no means to be able to financially support that. Right. Absolutely. And- when, when you're a regular radio guy and you've not established a YouTube channel, you've not established a Twitch, you've not established a podcast, you may you may have started some of those, but none of which make any money. But fuck them, Bubba. They don't get it. Like, and, let, and stop laying it. You know, let's not lay out the blueprint for them anymore. Like, uh, let oh, them, you can lay the, like, listen. Fuck them, dude. You can, Tom you know, Brady can show us how to throw a fucking football. Kush, we're not zipping a 90-yarder in there like that. Come dude, on. I couldn't get these motherfuckers. These old motherfuckers won't even get on Instagram. Like, they don't even, they won't even believe in social media. I know people that listen to this should be like, oh, fuck social media. But guess what? When you're in the world that we live in, social media is vital. It's you have currency. to have it. It's your currency. It's how people know that you even fucking exist or you're relevant or you have a following. Settle down, buddy. You're getting way crazy over there. I know, but when I when you have to fucking, as an executive producer, sit down and have to beg somebody to, like, give you Instagram content and you have to beg them to, you know, you have to try to plead with them that Instagram's important. Like, that ain't a place you want to fucking work. Like, well, that ain't where you're working now, Dude, is it? It's not. It's not. But that's where I was. And that's why I'm saying I'm mad, but not bitter. 
mad, not bitter. They don't even I passionate. Mean, they don't even realize mad now because you guys are so fucking stupid. We got Clem and Cush, and we're gonna get like five or seven thousand downloads on this motherfucker. That's how stupid you are. Oh, I'm us we- two fucking outcasts that you threw away. Are fucking doing it, you stupid dumbasses! Oh, really good numbers with the uh, downloads in Tampa, by the way. Really, yeah. really strong. I was, so I was looking at that, right? And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Look at how many downloads we have in Tampa alone." Wouldn't somebody say, oh, "Hey, uh, these guys are getting like ten thousand downloads in, t- in Tampa. Doesn't that mean that uh, ten thousand motherfuckers might want to might want to listen?" Yeah, no. I mean, doesn't that mean that, Seth? Bubba, I'm telling you, man, not every, not everybody's moving like you are. Not everybody's getting with. The, not everybody is with the times. They're still stuck. They're still giving those pep talks to their sales team in the fourth quarter, going 96 percent of people still discover new music on the FM dial. Oh, and then everybody walks away, going, "Oh yeah, look, oh we had a great fucking fourth quarter. We beat uh, Beasley and iHeart by seven percent. Nobody knows that you all, all lost the millions of dollars, but you still lost less than them. So what are we all?" congratulating ourselves and jerking ourselves each other off for, okay? I haven't had a raise in five fucking years, so how are you going to tell me shit's going well? Again, mad, not bitter. I love it. Okay, I just have to set, I have to set the record straight. Passionate. I'm passionate. You know, about how I feel about about radio and oh, you media this? and I, the work you have to do? This yes, might sir. be, this might have been the, that, this might have been the day after the storm when you didn't make it in. I think, I think I talked about it on the air a little bit, and that is where I was reading that New car manufacturers are not going to offer AM and FM radio because, like, oh, I was here for that. Ninety, yeah, ninety-four percent of everybody connects by some other means, and if you're good, if you want an AM or FM radio, you're going to have to pay for it to have it if if you want it in your new vehicle. Yeah, I mean, how can that not be the writing on the wall? Well, right? I, well, exactly, exactly, and that's why they're trying to do, you know, they're trying to do other stuff like Bone TV and shit, but. Uh, there's no juice behind that, so whatever. Good luck to him. Again, over there. Again, I, I'm sad, not bitter. I can still no bad. No, I can still. I can look. It's I'm. I'm upset that I stayed too long. Okay, but I'm making up for lost time. You know, I hit the ground running. Had a great fucking deal with the lightning this year. As far as you did the, the shit that I got to do, I'm having a great experience. Um, working with the big three roll up the podcast that I'm producing, and that those guys are doing great things, and they're hungry, and I'm doing great things with you. You have to. Do run. you really like me? Yes. Like you, I mean, for real? Yeah. You have to. Because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's gonna like as soon as uh, he does real good somewhere else, he's gonna drop you, Bubba." I don't know what that means. I like mean, I, I do. It means I, as soon as you. <laughs> Start doing good. I'm down. You're what do you mean doing tub? good? Like somebody offers me a shitload of money. Yeah. You're like, well, I mean, okay. Well, what? Why not a shitload? I? But just a little bit, just a tad more than you're gonna come to me and quit. No, I don't. I don't know. Oh, Look, no. I'm happy with. What I mean, I, I hope you and I have established like a little bit of a friendship too. I know? I did, but I also tell you this. I learned my lesson. If I ever had any job opportunity going on, I could never tell you because I told Cox when I had a an, a. a interview in LA and they all were like oh yeah you know we support you we, we get it it's a big opportunity and then they all fuck I hate I found out they hated me and they all held it against me so well, first of all I've shown that when people move on with me I will help you and help I mean like I will help you so I wouldn't call them up and give you a bad review or nothing like that and two like you're my friend and I would never you know like there's people 25 and Brent. There's people that have left this show that I've been like, man, I love those motherfuckers. Oh yeah, no, I know that's how most people would be, but that's you know, like not the, that's know, not how everybody is. I understand. Like not everybody leaves this program, my show, and I'd be like, oh, no, there's there's been some guys that I'd be like, man, fuck, 
I like that guy. You know, Thomas, Thomas Cox, my engineer, Dave Rice, uh, Brent Hatley, uh, 25. You know, if you would leave, Blitz, maybe. You don't know about Blitz. You know how that's going to go. No, you guys are together forever. Oh, him and I got in a bad fight once, and we were like, didn't talk for it to each other. Like, we've never talked about this, and I hope that nobody brings it up on the regular show. But one time, Blitz and I got mad at each other and didn't talk for like five years. Wait, the, what was, it was he, his fault? Was he on the show? He was working for me for five years. No, he worked for me, and then we got in a big fight, and we didn't talk for like four or five years. He was like really uncool to me. I, well, I mean, I could, I could see you guys having a standoff for sure. Big time standoff, right? And he knows so much and has so much. I just had to sit there and take it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was with me and Drew. <laughs> that's why I don't understand when he fucking chirps me. I'm like, this guy knows. I don't got. I got nothing like, I didn't to fucking chirp. hide. Hey, I didn't chirp fucking blitz one bit hardly much. I'm just yeah. saying, like he. Yeah, no, I get like, it, man. I can't. If I say one the wrong little thing, man, he will fucking release some shit. No, I know. I feel ya. you. So you got that kind of shit on, on Drew? Yeah, that's all Drew talked. The reason why I had to, uh, one of the. But he re- chirps on you. Why haven't you released the stuff? I just, it's. Does he, I mean, well, would you not agree, dro- you little bitch? He has chirped you. Because I, oh, I, I gave a warning to his producer and I told him that if he keeps chirping me, I'm going nuclear and I've got all the, you know, I have receipts. Can you give, a, can you give us just one? Can you wet our beak? I mean, it's time. This we're time to say goodbye. This is a very long podcast. Yes, yes. We got, but you gotta wet the the great listeners' beak of potentially what you could have, cousin. Stuff that would cause disruption at the bone. Mike Calta talks bad about everybody's back, and Drew, it looks like, talks bad uh, about Mike Calta behind. I mean, that's 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 the problem over there in itself. Well, that's and that's why a uh, reason why I like left they let because... this Mike Calta guy be God, and he's a hack. Well, I want I would want to sit around and. And talk about the show, and then Drew would want to sit around and talk about Mike Calta and about how his show's not entertaining and how he doesn't get any attention on the station and how when his contract's up, he's going to get us some gig at Beasley and Shark's going to get us a job and you know he's we're going to move on. I'm like, what, what are you talking about, dude? You don't you don't hustle at all here. You just always have just expected people to hand shit to you. Like that's why he got fucking tossed off the Orlando station because he thought they were just going to hand him middays and they just ended up giving it to Shannon Burke and that's why he's always hated Shannon Burke. So. The do, guy, and do you know? And did you know this, Seth? That I'm the one that got him his job over there. That's what. Yes, that's what I've. Well, he. That's not what I've heard, but that's what you've told me. Oh, that's I mean, not his. That's not the story from from Cox. The story is that uh, somebody had his demo, Steve Deman, uh, and gave it to Shark. No, I gave his. I gave his demo to Keith Lawless. I said, hey, there's a guy that's doing middays. I mean, there's a guy that's doing nights on my sh- on my radio internet deal, uh, Radio I.O. His name's Drew Garabo. Used to do middays or something in Orlando, and he comes over, and, he- and he's fucking killing it. He sounds pretty good. That's how I—and if Drew was to be totally honest, like, I almost—Drew would respect you more if you just would somehow say—I mean, come on. You know that's true. Why do you want his respect, though? I don't. That's like I, the last I, person. I, I, I don't. I want. I want to fucking. I want to test him as to how much of a real fucking man he is. Here's all he's. Here's what he said or to me. Or is he the little sniveling fucking puss boy that I think that he is? Here's what he said to me when I was, uh, or, or when I was getting close to leaving. He said that he went way over the top with his praise of Mike Calta when you got let go, and he regretted that. 
all the shit about him being the next big thing. He said he regretted going way over the top about that. Yeah, and, and I think that was maybe more commentary on the time at Mike, uh, how he felt about Mike. But that was something that he he stated to me a few times, and I agree. Yeah, he be very happy to uh, towards Mike because uh, this is the. I mean, this honestly, like Mike gets syndicated because of this. I, if I'm if I'm making my projections within a year, Mike's on in major markets. Mike's on in Atlanta. Mike and I don't want to, I'm not looking to make him uncomfortable or blow up his spot, but I truly believe this because I enjoy his radio program and I think he's very relatable. I think his show works in any market. Yeah, it's the natural progression too when you get to that level of success. It's Absolutely. the next step is syndication. The only thing I feel holding him back from syndication has been his time slot. You know, three to seven, the afternoon show, it's a tough one to get syndicated. There's just not that many stations that offer that. Right. But mornings, I see him I I mean, I'm not looking to put the next big thing label on him, but he's the next big thing. He would talk about how boring my Celtic show was every you, single I mean, day before our show. Like, we're almost guilty of talking about a guy that outside of little fucking Tampa, Florida, nobody knows. Who? Which one? Mike Calta. Yeah. Well, well, both. Yeah, yeah. Like, both of these two fucking hacks. Well, I got to I mean, like, the... both of these two fucking hacks don't realize that, you know, people in Indiana don't know who the fuck you are. Meanwhile, my brand, I'm, people, people know. Sorry, well, but not I was sorry. I don't know. Suck my dick. I don't know why. Cal, I think Calta is probably in the business of you know having an audience and retaining that audience and all that stuff. That I don't think that's why Drew is in the business. I think Drew's in the business to to fuck. I think to to make him feel secure about himself. So I mean, I think that's why he's in radio. I, I don't think Drew's in radio to dominate or to build a massive following or anything like that. So I don't think he's looking for the listener in Indiana. You know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you know I want to conquer every single platform that we're on and dominate. And that just was. Wasn't, that wasn't the show that I was on. Well, and Mike Calta is just an absolute fucking Bubba wannabe. I mean, <clears throat> absolute Bubba wannabe. All the infidelity I've heard that he has been through. I mean, he's been through lawsuits involving divorces of... Wait, infidelity of, or inf- infrater- inf- there was infertility? A, there was a guy named Delmar. There was a guy named Delmar that called my show up years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And him and his wife were going through a divorce because she was having an affair with Mike Calta. Oh. Hmm. And they would and it's part of the court testimony. Yeah. This is while Mike I mean, this he's he's been married to Amanda the entire time. Yeah. And this guy, and I have the t- I'm like, how the fuck does he pull that off? He's got some little fucking tour bus, has a little band. I mean, he's he's a fucking absolute tri- I mean he's, he wants to be me so bad, it's fucking pathetic. What you had a tour bus? No, but I've had limos and nightclubs. Were you having yeah. infrad- infidelities? No. Uh, I, I, like, you're no, you're I mean, selling him yeah, as a, you're selling fucking, him bad guy, and then you're like, he wants to be me no, so not, bad? He does. He wants to fucking be the man. He wants to be like me. He's a fucking New Jersey fucking Guido hack. Is that what you used to say on Twitter a lot? What's that? Soon. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Back when we were on uh, on Beasley, I'd be like soon, because I mean, because I know the shit. I know a lot of shit. You said it's been I, coming. I, I didn't think that that Cox would settle with Hogan. I didn't think that. Right. I think that was going to go. I thought that was going to go to trial because, the, in my opinion, the number was going to be absolutely huge. If Hogan, this is just my opinion. If Hogan won 141 million against the people that just 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 published it. How much is he going to win against a company that has money, a ton of money? Cox has a hundred and forty-one million dollars. That was sir. That was that knew about the sex tape two years before it was published by Gawker, and it circulated amongst your manager servers. Uh, I think that's a big number. 
Right. I mean, I think that you and you just proved that in, within the within the jurisdiction that this lawsuit's going to be tried in Pinellas County, you just got one hundred and forty one million dollars. You don't think that the Cox attorneys weren't saying we we need we need to settle this. This the last time this guy took this topic to uh, to court, he won one hundred and forty one. million. Well, I'm no legal beagle, Bubba, but it sounds like it's a that's a lot of evidence. But again, you know, uh, Cox, they, they don't seem to worry about much over there, including what's on their actual well, I mean, airwaves. This, the CEO, <laughs> the CEO of, of well, you know, of she got fired while I'm, I'm hearing because of their settlement with with that. Interesting. So it'll be interesting how this you know, all chirps out. I don't understand how it's survivable if you cause your if you cause your company that much money. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But, you know, you know, I don't know either, Spongeo. You know, like I said, I wasn't, I, I didn't ever have too many details in in that arena. I just knew, I would just know what uh, you know John Brennan and Drew would say about you since they would talk about you every day. They hated me. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Cheater, hack, fraud. Yeah, absolutely. But just still kept an eye on you all the time. Dude, every day when I walked into the office, Drew was on your Twitter. Every fucking day. I don't even have one anymore. And you, I'm telling you, you had him blocked, so he'd have to go. He couldn't do it on his phone, so he'd have to go through a server. And then it was just going through. <laughs> he'd Google his name, and he'd go on Reddit and Facebook and just any look for anything that somebody said negative about him so he could get into it with them. I'm like, when are we going to plan a fucking show here I gotta do tell anything, you, you man? Went to one of the best things for my, my show mentals. Is and I'm not kidding you. One of the best things that happened to me is my Twitter got locked up. They took my Twitter away. Yeah, and I don't have any. Inter- I don't go to Twitter. I can't. You know, I don't have any screen names. I don't have any other names. I just don't go there. And sometimes people will forward me things that are on Twitter about me or the show, but I don't play. I don't play in the Twitter world anymore. And quite frankly, it is very. It's very refreshing. Good. And, and it's it's like it's so. It's somewhat soul cleansing because that's more the worst of. I mean, yes, you see comments on Facebook and you see comments on our YouTube channel and things like that. People, the fans do have a way, you know, to to fuck us a little bit. But oh yeah, you know how bad it is. At Twitter's the worst. I've been on Twitter for ten like such a long time though. I'm just I'm really established um, in I don't want to say I, established, but I'm like I'm really entrenched. I had 131,000 yeah. people. I mean, I'm entrenched in that world. That that world, I think Twitter, uh, I I think has gotten me a couple of the opportunities that I have now uh, by just by putting myself out there. So um, it's been. It, to me, it's the be- the benefits have been more than the pros have been more, heavier than the cons. So I'm still for it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but when you get locked out though. It sucks. Yeah, but I, to get Bubba, put in Twitter prison. I don't get. Lo- I'm not. I. I, don't, I know the rules. But I like. I'm but not. Seth, what you don't realize is, it wasn't the Greta uh, video. It, I know, it, Bubba. It, it was, was just your it, track record of just being Bubba. Nobody. It was the troll. It was the Cox trolls that had an algorithm that opened up Bubba Army accounts in different names and then trolled themselves and then turned us in that we are. People from Bubba Army accounts troll people. Okay. Well, I mean, as crazy as that is, that's what my people have told me, is that they opened up a bunch of these at Bubba Army accounts, Fred at the Bubba Army and Jimmy at the Bubba Army, and then those those accounts would go and, and screw with people. let me ask you, has your business slowed down since your Twitter account got slowed down, or has nope. your business only improved since your Twitter account only got slowed improved. down? Only improved. Only improved since it's gone up. I've Thank noticed. you for the therapy. YouTube, I'm... Twitch, podcasting, Instagram, everything has gone up since your Twitter got taken away. And... So you are correct, uh, Bubba. It is, it is very cleansing because it's only been good for you. By the way, me and Seth's 
uh, going to the Starbucks deal live, Clement Cush, uh, as at our YouTube, which is at the Bubba Army on YouTube, 3,400 views. Yeah. You can say what you want. I know I know the podcast with that Manson was on that was talking shit was to make, make it fun of uh, you for being happy about 2,000 downloads, but I just wanted to say that my dogs have more followers on Instagram than Manson does, so swing on those, fuck boy. That has officially been an unfucking another believable episode of Clem and Kush episode two. I gotta get a smoothie. Bye.